This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future relationship to it. Today's topic was reality television, and our guest was Max Silvestri. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafari. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is episode number 130 freaking nine. That's more than 138, Bill. Congratulations on that number. Congrats, Bill. Impressed with us. I'm very impressed. Last two episodes, Adam. Last week was Dear Abby. Yeah, we took some advice questions from the 1980s. That's right. From the early 2000s. We reached out to our fans on Twitter and we said, do you have any questions that you'd like some advice from? Zero. They did not. Response. No responses at all. Just a tumbleweed blew past our Twitter feed. No one cared. And then we decided that we will have to find questions questions out there. Let's make it up. So we went to Dear Abby. Right to the source. 1986. <laughs> yeah. And we answered questions that people had for her then. And the askers have probably died. That's to right. Be honest with you. I mean, they're probably elderly and now they passed. Well, too They'll bad. never hear the answers. <laughs> the episode before that, Adam, we recapped the 1999 Teen Choice Awards. We're nothing if not topical. We have our finger on the pulse. That's right. We know what the millennials want to hear on their podcast. Shout out to Brandy. Shout out to Ricky Martin. It was yes. a big year for them. Huge year for Ricky Martin. Um, those our, were, go, go. our guest in the studio today is maybe the Ricky Martin of the comedy world. Damn. You might say. Why? That is quite a claim. Multi-talented, conventionally handsome, no offense. Okay. Um, <laughs> Always living that crazy life. Living a crazy life. We know this guy to live a crazy life. He has a Netflix special, um, part of the stand-ups that came out August 31 last week. Go check it out. We are thrilled to have Max Sylvester here in the studio. I'm <laughs> thrilling to be here. Is... I've never been called the Ricky Martin of anything, <laughs> and I've tried to be the Ricky Martin of many different venues, <laughs> yeah. genres, and it's just not stuck. Well, yeah. Adam, would you say that was a force-fed compliment, or do you really think that Max Silvestri, no disrespect, no dis- is the Ricky Martin of the comedy community? Because think- if so... Huge compliment. Fantastic collaborator. You okay. ran a fabulous show with Gabe Lehman and Jenny Slate, Big Terrific in New York for years. So okay. you have like real sort of collaborative cred. Okay. You've sort of evolved in Do your Do we cr- think of Ricky Martin as a famous collaborator? <laughs> well, I guess I'm, if you're going Menudo. I'm thinking right. Menudo. I'm thinking he's, he's a new ver- solo But act. he's not like DJ Khaled. It's not, not like right. Ricky That's Martin true. introducing nine more That's true. He doesn't rely on two others That's to get true. Yeah, right. So this introduction is feeling more forced as we go on. We're exploring it. We're exploring it. Trying to justify. Had an explosive moment years ago. uh, (laughs) Kind of... uh, Went more quiet uh, on a popular culture front. uh, Had Mm -hmm. it revealed a... Revealed a, 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 a deeper, different yes. part of his life publicly, yes. and now uh, is acting. That's right. So yeah, I guess. And you know that. And you yeah, yeah. Know all that tracks. That. Yeah. yeah, all that totally tracks. That yeah. tracks. Okay, great. Yes, exactly. Well, congratulations. Uh, it is now a week out. Um, yes, you're the comedy lineup part two. Comedy lineup part what two. They're calling it. It's a great name. It was my idea. Yep, it was yep. like you know we're thinking of giving them all different names that are kind of descriptive right. of the individual acts and interesting. I was like, no, no, no. Part two works. That comedy lineup, part two. <laughs> part, part two. two. <laughs> Episode six. So what are, what, when yeah. was part one? How does that work? Part one was in July. Yeah. Okay, got it. So they, they, they filmed a bunch uh, in the winter. Uh, there was like maybe 15 or 16 yeah. of us, and we had no idea 
how we were going to be broken up. Yes. Like they had to go through the Netflix algorithm, and it could yeah. have been like we've we've. Our machine in oh, Switzerland has decided that the best way to release comedy is like right. one and a half specials every 15 minutes for <laughs> a minutes. year or whatever. And Sylvester's number six. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, but then we found out, oh, they're doing two parts. Yeah. Holiday weekends are big for comedy. Yeah. So they came out oh. July 4th and oh, that's uh, then, um, uh, Labor Day weekend. That's cool. Have you seen your own special? I have. Great. I have. Did you have a say in terms of the edit of it or is it no, fair? No. No. That's the algorithm like doing that. I got a link days before it came out. Congrats slash thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um, we're very excited to have you be a part of this, and this is what you're a part of. Yeah. Uh, You've been yeah. a comedian for 13 years. Yeah, yeah. You clearly know your voice. You know how you should be presented. Here's a link you have no say. Yes. <laughs> Here's a link of strangers you. decided this is the way That's right. you should be presented. That no, really... They did a wonderful job. They're... Yeah. Netflix is like uh, Amazing. I know they're new to stand-up comedy. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I feel like they're feeling it out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, it really feels like that will be the way that we trend, though. Where we won't have bosses anymore, there will just be algorithms. Yes. And we'll walk into the algorithm's office, and we'll just like wait for our answer and take our ticket and walk back to Yes, my 15 minutes, please. Yes, we'll walk into some sort of um, content, uh, like, milking machine. We'll squat over some sort of content hole. We'll produce our content, and the algorithm will just, like, shape it into objects people want. And it will be objectively correct. It'll be good. It will work. There is no discourse for, are you sure? The algorithm says. Yeah, sip, poop, and demand. It'll be, like, people are wanting what you're pooping. Everyone's going to be paired off. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Now, you sort of, you were touring with John Mulaney for a while, and you were, is that how you were kind of, like, working out this material? Yeah, so yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to get to tour um, for, for most of John Mulaney's tour last year. I think we did something like 140, 150 shows. Including, including dare I say, Radio City Music seven, fucking hall? Seven shows at Radio what? City Music Hall. Jesus, Max. Was that as... Or was it five? Either way, it was, it was a lot. Was that as lot. regal and as sort of um, magnificent as it seems? Yes, it's such sounds. a beautiful venue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's really, like, breathtaking. Uh, it's not... It's like... So big, yeah. both the auditorium, but also the stage. Yeah. It's like you have to kind of figure out ways to not look embarrassing. Yes. Right. And his set designer did an amazing job kind of creating this vibe that felt like a big stage, but didn't look like he was a sad man swimming out there. Yes. Um, and Did you find that you had to pace or like like adapt your set or like your act to a massive stage? Did you, well, you, you know, like... I had been touring <laughs> with him in like pretty big theaters. Yeah. So like in general, my stand-up had kind of become... A little bit more theatrical, shooting for the rafters, yeah, a little right. more physical in right. a way that you know, being a fast-talking like Brooklyn comic yes. doing little grungy venues yes. was not my natural style. Yes. I was like, oh no, I need to sell people, almost like Ricky Martin it up, you would say, exactly. or just like kind of like, will oh my god, <laughs> we're going to close the loop on this so hard. <laughs> but then the way they had the the it, the way it was set up is I ultimately ended up performing at Radio City in front of like this giant curtain because oh. they like part of John's yeah. set the reveal appropriately was the reveal yes. of course so it was this <laughs> yes. you know the hugest theater I'd ever been in yeah. and then just walked out with probably about nine inches of stage you're on your tippy toes the entire time yes and like people in the back were just seeing this <laughs> speck in a giant red yeah. velvet uh, yeah. ocean um, so I was like oh I kind of can't and also I wore a suit um, mm. in a way that I hadn't for any of the other shows yes. and I'd gotten pretty physical in my act yes. and, uh, was, it, was it like a form fitting suit it, it was it was tight enough, yep. uh, and uh, that it. Uh, I did rip part of it uh, halfway through the weekend. I was okay. like, okay, I can't do the deep squats. <laughs> you can't do the lunges exactly. that I once did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I was lucky enough to get to like work out um, yeah. this stuff 
in front of all these great crowds. And um, here's my question about Radio City. Sure. We've, we've all been there. It's a beautiful theater. Stunning. But not many of us have been backstage, and certainly not many of us have performed. Definitely not. What kind of meal do they give yeah, you really. backstage pre-show? Is like, it just a fruit Cipriani's? Yeah. <laughs> um, they had a pretty nice setup there yeah. for the crew and for everything because yeah. it is a like New York Union house and yeah. like. You know, we played a lot of like union theaters, but yeah. this is like almost like a Broadway vibe. The one, right, yeah. right. So there's guys that have played, that have been working there for every show for 30 years. Wow. You know, a guy who's just like the nicest guy you've ever met and his entire job is to shine a pen flashlight yes. in front of one foot as you step on stage. Real, right. And, and he's like, been doing it for 30 And if anyone years. else, if you were to turn your iPhone flashlight on and like try to light it yourself, it would be like people would take your phone away. It would cut your right. Yeah. Yeah. What about Gary? <laughs> yeah. Gary That's does Gary's that. job. So they have stories about everybody and yeah. it's like they're taken care of. Um, there was a wonderful spread of ZD. Uh, Are we talking ZD? Yeah, oh, yeah. ZD. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there was, I believe, um, ZD. Joe's. There was Joe's Pizza. Good, okay, good, good. good. Um, yeah. And a lot of pasta, a lot yep. of salads, every snack Got you could it. want. Yep. So they're, carbon, they're carbon up the team. They're carbon up the crew. Yes, exactly. Everybody's Enjoy. feeling the – their yes. dinner breaks are very intensely regimented. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. Now, your food opinion is not just an amateur's opinion because you have been in the food culture sort of talk food talking head hosting world for a I while. Ha- I had been food adjacent for food a long adjacent. time. I mean, yeah. Ultimately, I, I, I failed – you know, so hard at it that um, I was forced to leave the food <laughs> they, community. They kicked, they chased you out. You were they forced, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I knew you as a Brooklyn comedian. We all kind of came up in the New York comedy yeah, scene. Yeah. And we had, like, I had seen you perform at Rafifi and, uh, you know, with um, Big Terrific and all these shows. And then uh, me and Marina, my fiance, are reading, uh, we're big fans of Top Chef, mm-hmm. and we're reading the recaps. And I was so like, charmed and entertained by these recaps and I never read the byline. No, no disrespect. I never read the byline. I was just like, oh good, the top the chef article years and time I put into that, Bill. Millions <laughs> of words. I, we're coming full circle. Okay, we're great. coming full circle. Until one day, like, we were talking about it and it was just like, this is the one article that I look forward to on the internet That's every nice. week because we love the television show and then that made it more fun. It felt so inclusive. It felt like this new media where it was like, oh, people are writing the next day. Yes. And then when I finally looked at the byline, oh. I was like, holy shit, it's <laughs> Max Silvestri, this is so rewarding for me. Oh, and like it was like, happy. and so yeah, honestly, it was like it was very cool. And then to see you kind of like appear on Top Chef a little bit more and stuff, I was like, he is in the food world. Yeah, and this goddamn comedian snuck into the food yeah. world. Did so, it yeah. happen accidentally? How did that? What was the evolution of that? How you know, it? so um, the way this this is back. I started doing these recaps in maybe like oh seven oh eight. It was kind of like at the. The dawn of that being a genre, yes. like yep. you know, television without pity and Lost recaps, and yes. certain uh, Rich Juzwiak doing America's Next Top Model. Yes. yes, people were starting to do like creating recaps that one people that don't necessarily watch the show yes. were reading that seemed to have their own voice. Yes. And I kind of started doing this at the same time, just because I had a friend that worked at this restaurant website, Peter, um, that um, she had hired someone to do like the most. The most dry and yes. straight recap of, of the first season. I'm yeah. just like, this is what happened. These <laughs> right. scallops didn't food work. Food was <laughs> right. <laughs> food was made. It was eaten. It Maybe was judged. try and have fun. Yeah, with yeah. It. yeah. Like, it can have personality. And so I just like, I mean, I was, I had a day job. I was looking for freelance writing yeah. stuff, but I just almost out of like principle, knowing yeah. her, and uh, I was just like, can I write these? I yeah. feel like they could be funny. <laughs> Right. So I started doing it, and like people like read those, and I you know got to write for Grantland a bit, R.I.P. Cool. Doing R. I. about P. other food shows, and then 
this guy, um, David Tui, that was mm-hmm. a producer at Embassy Row mm. for a bunch of years. We had done a Comedy Central mm-hmm. pilot together. Mm-hmm. He was working on this like food talk show idea mm-hmm. um, that was kind of like Top Gear mm-hmm. in that it would like talk and demo issues in the kind of food world at large, but have three personalities who are a mix of mm-hmm. like the the like true professional, <laughs> yeah. the kind of like the the main presenter who bridges the world, and then the like amateur the, jokester, the wild card, the wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, he, you know, he was trying to put the show together and was like, I know someone who is funny but also has some vague yes the vaguest of food credentials <laughs> right. he Good eats start. I know he's, he eats he's at least watched <laughs> all these seasons at Top Chef yeah, yeah. yeah. loves TV he'd yeah. be perfect for TV <laughs> yeah. um, so then I uh, you know kind of got cast in this like pilot thing that we pitched yeah. and then we made a show and the network needed another host and I got asked to do that both shows failed yeah. right. then I got to do this Bravo yep. um, show for a season that I, I like I didn't think I was great at the food ho- I was yeah. like people clearly are not loving it's just not cl- like yes. food TV is not quite funny in the way that I wanted to, yes. sure. to do it people ultimately want to watch sure and I respect it like they they want to see a little drama. They want to see dishes that look cool, dishes that are a mess. Sincerity. They just right. yeah. It's like I yeah. work in sports comedy, and it's the same thing at CBS Sports. It's like you have to toe the line. It yes. has to be. It has to be for sports fans. So ninety percent needs yep. to be like sports. I'm learning <laughs> something. I feel included. And if you get in a little witty joke or something, that's a win. That's yeah, yeah. The, that's the comedy. <laughs> as long as you show. present the facts and the facts. point of views that are like that you can is, add your own this dessert. This is not a comedy show. Yeah. This yes. is a show about cooking. This yes. is not a comedy show. This is the NFL. Right. Yeah. And you need to like remember those rules going in. Yes. Yeah. So right. it was, I kind of kept thinking that I could subvert them yeah. or that the, the climate was changing. We're ready to like make fun of this. Yes. Networks <laughs> agreed and then it didn't work <laughs> And then we watched it crash. <laughs> well, because the Bravo show that I did, which was like sort of like a chopped, but with lying, yes. it was complicated. It yeah. was, um, but it was like one-on-one chef yes. face-offs. The idea was that, I guess Bravo has always had the struggle where like, Top Chef viewers, yeah. their audience is like some of the richest viewers on TV. Mm-hmm. It's like wonderful advertising. Yes. Yep. Um, but it's like kind of serious. It is the the the, the grand it old is... dame of food yeah. television yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And, and fully respected. <laughs> yes. But then they uh, the rest of their viewers are people that watch like Housewives yes. and you know mm-hmm. Bravo television. Bravo television. Yes. And it's like half ironic, half yeah. you know, bullshit, funny, funny, yeah. you know. Yeah. And they're like, we none of those people want to watch Top Chef. <laughs> yeah. And none of the Top Chef yeah. people want to watch, watch that. Yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So they they were trying to find a food show that would somehow convince sure. That's interesting. the like millionaire matchmaker people to watch a food show because sure. like food advertising is great. But also get Top Chef people to Loosen stick around up. and watch other Bravo stuff. Loosen up. Not easy. Yeah. No, I certainly did not. They had a lock and they thought you were the key. Yes, they thought I could somehow reach, you know, like uh, Captain America grabbing the helicopter and the building and just kind of, you know, do a curl. You know what I'll say is the one commonality between uh, the people who watch Real Housewives and the people who watch Top Chef and Top Chef promotes it already. Hidden Valley Ranch. Oh, <laughs> that's, that is that's yeah, in the but, middle of the yeah. Venn diagram. As a person who like doesn't necessarily eat healthy, but knows what is healthy, <laughs> and like I feel like Top Chef is always trying to trend towards being healthy or like a, yeah, you know be innovative fresh, or yes. know your ingredients. This sort of whole food. And vibe. then yeah. they drop the bomb. <laughs> yeah. You must incorporate Hidden Valley <laughs> Ranch, and it's like, damn, yeah. <laughs> you must. Hidden Valley is like putting money into the show. <laughs> Cook your like nine hundred dollar fillet of salmon in. 
in Reynolds. <laughs> it's so helpful on the go. Padma's like ADRing it from like nine miles away. So they couldn't land it on the day, being like, I have to say, what about what? Whoa, Reynolds? Aluminum Who's foils are the best ways <laughs> to travel. Those moments are so clear to people who have worked in television. Oh Those little God. ADR moments are so sweet. Another uh, problem with the Bravo show was like, because they kind of like changed the <laughs> the format a little bit after we shot. They like had a lot more story beats they wanted to hit. Mm, right. Uh, most of the show audio was me ADRing yep. in a fake whisper, as if I was like <laughs> stepping to the side of the kitchen, oh. like, sort of okay, really quick. Yeah. Just so, like here. so <laughs> John, what John's done here is he thinks his secret ingredient is scallop, but he's misunderstood the clue. It's actually whatever. Yeah. Whispering. Yes, because it was a really complicated man. show with rules, so they needed like to hit it's these be beats. Totally. Like, everyone watched the show and was like, "Why is this whole thing dumb? Yeah, yeah. It's like not real. Rax is telling us a fast secret. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always. So we didn't even say it, but as you can might be able to tell, today's episode will loosely be about reality television. Sure, yeah. We have to quickly go into an ad break. Yes. When we come back, we will start talking about our experience yes. with uh, reality television. Well, Sounds good. We would like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Quip. Now, the truth is most of us are brushing our teeth wrong. Shocking, I know. Not for long enough, or we forget to change our brush on time, and that's because most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than simply better brushing. But not, Billy, Quip. So, Bill, what makes Quip so different? Well, Adam, for starters, <laughs> yes. Quip is an electric toothbrush. Cool. Okay, an electric toothbrush. Great. It's a fraction of the cost of other bulkier brushes, but it still has all the vibrations you need to clean your teeth. Sweet. I have a Quip. I love my Quip. Great. It's actually, I've replaced my standard toothbrush with the Quip. It's Move official. over, old school toothbrush. Bill's an electronic guy now. See ya. It's a fish. It's a fish. Bill's a Quip guy. Yep. Quip's built-in timer, its vibration timer, yep. helps you clean for the dentist-recommended two minutes with guiding pulses Great. that remind you when to switch sides. Great. When I wasn't an electric toothbrush guy, I was probably 30 seconds in No idea. Out. Or 30 minutes. You have no way to judge. Who knew it was two? Hard to say. Two minutes. Thank you, Quip. <laughs> Thank you. Next, Quip's subscription plans are for your health, not just your convenience. Yep. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months Important. for just $5. That's with free shipping. Five bucks. So it's basically an electronic toothbrush where yes. the heads pop off and you put on a, a new head. It's very easy. It's very clean. Decapitate it. Recapitate it. Thank you. Recapitate. <laughs> Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror. We've, nice. talked to it, we've talked to you guys about this before. The mount is probably my favorite part. It's sleek. It's streamlined. You just <laughs> drop it right in. Yeah. I can't really stress it enough. Until you get a Quip and you put it on your wall, you'll finally understand this is a clean experience. Something very structurally pleasing about how it fits. Exactly. <laughs> and finally... Everyone loves Quip. Yep. They were on Oprah's O-List. They were named one of Time's Best Inventions, and it is the first, all caps, first subscription electronic toothbrush wow. accepted by the ADA, a.k.a. the American Dental Association. That's major. Now, Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash nojoke right now, you will get your first refill pack free with your Quip electric toothbrush. Once again, that is your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash no joke. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash no joke. Go electric. Welcome back to No Joke. We are talking with comedian Max Silvestri about reality television. Please watch his Netflix stand-up special. That is correct. Yes. Um, <laughs> my history yes. with reality television yeah. 
feels like it started maybe 2006 or so. Yes. One of the first shows was the that Ozzy Osbourne show. The Osbournes. Yeah. That was huge. The Osbournes. There was like the Osbournes. We were talking about this last night. And once the Osbournes came out, it kind of started feeling like, oh, there's all sorts of just like darts being thrown yeah. at the wall. Yes. And it started opening up different types of reality yes. shows. Some were reality competition. Some were just like put a camera on these people. One that comes to mind, yes. though, in retrospect, and we loosely talked about it last night, yes. Adam. Temptation Island. Yeah, that wow. was a weird... Do you remember Temptation Island? I do. I mean, I feel like it's almost back in conversation because mm. Bachelor in is Paradise that... has sort of oh, like, refined it a little. Landed on a similar, yeah. like, you're going full skis. Full skis. This is kind of a right. Shameless skis, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it was a very skanky time yeah. in reality television. Is Bachelor in Paradise? Sorry, I've never having seen one. I've not seen it either. Okay, great. But it's ba- The Bachelor... In Paris, they're just on a trial. It's but the it's locale like there's, that's there's novel? multiple men and multiple women, oh, and they've all, I think, been on the show. But they are there to like cheat. hook up, cheat, and cheat. <laughs> like, and it's it's entirely constructed to like have hookups. It's not about like we're all trying to find yeah, lo- a partner, love. a yeah. husband, a wife by the end of it. It's a little bit more like... Watch these people screw. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I mean, like, more or less. So I found Time Magazine had top 10 skanky reality shows from that era. <laughs> oh, great. So I'm just going to list a couple, and you guys tell me... This if is the you... mid-aughts, mid-2000s. Yeah. Yeah. So one show was called Chaotic Y'all. Do you guys remember Chaotic Y'all? <laughs> y'all. No. I love because it this started with This starred Britney Spears and Kevin Federline. Wow. So you'd think that we might have heard yeah. something <laughs> wow. about that. Are you sure that wasn't like a limited, like, that that's, feels like it would get like a theatrical distribution. <laughs> like, film. Would, yeah, yeah. A feature film. Chaotic Y'all. Chaotic Y'all. Because that... Britney and Kevin were chaotic as hell. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a Shot at Love with Tia Tequila. Oh, right. Do we Tia remember tequila. this? Yes. Yeah. Again, low-hanging fruit. Here's now a Nazi. Here's a... Oh, that's tough. That was a really... That's tough. That was a really unfortunate twist in yeah. her public... Because I really thought the best of her. Yeah. It was such a left turn. Left to the left turn that like, she was... I got most of my political opinions. <laughs> and my, I mean, my, my parents get all their political opinions still, from Tequila. From tequila, tequila still. Like, oh, all day you're watching Tequila Tequila, and I can tell it's changing. <laughs> you have to grow out of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, It's on you to take the personal responsibility yeah, to yeah. grow out of your Tequila. Fact check. Yeah, yeah. She just leaves there. Yeah. Here's another your... show on network television seems so inappropriate. Yes. This is 2006 or so. Yes. The Littlest Groom. Oh, that was about little people. Little people marrying average height people. Again, we are just searching, yes. searching for what reality television There's might like be. There's like one producer that did a lot of the, like he did oh. Temptation Island. He did, I think, Joe Millionaire. He wow. did like a lot of the ones that were like one and done, <laughs> huge headlines, but like right. salacious and trashy. Like, this is the end of culture. Uh, <laughs> yeah. right. One guy who's like famous for that it's, and still is around. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yes. yes. Yeah. So that's just my, uh, those were just the first couple that I remember seeing. And that made me and I imagine a lot of people be like, oh, reality television is like trash. Can be anything. And gross. It's funny about the like the littlest groom because it's like there's such a fine line in an American culture because we're so sort of garish and unsubtle. But there's a fine line between like celebrating those that are differently sure. abled and pure Ex- pure exploitation. Yeah. Just like, right. I'm like, are we watching this with love or is this with judgment or is this with mockery? And yeah. how is it presented? And it's a weird line that shows like that have to walk, I would imagine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's taken a long time to, I don't know if you would say it's the current state, but I feel like people got a little bit soured on this like idea of like, we're watching these, we're watching these people to laugh. Yeah. To laugh at, at their them. misfortune. And yes. I feel like, um, like that show married at first sight. Yep. Oh, Right. From a couple years that's still on, I think that like seemed like it was going to be a show like mocking the disaster of arranged marriage yeah. or people signing up for whatever has turned out to be like a lot of people watch that show and they're like it's actually really sweet. Just like heartfelt. These people like it is heartfelt. Yeah. They're edited not in. Yeah, it's like the Great British Bake Off 
editing yes. ideology rather than right. the yes. um, lift you them know, up, don't push them down. Exactly. Yes. Don't like just create a, a scenario where you're at home snickering. Yeah. And I guess that was the question that I was going to say, like starting with those, have we come now to a place of like the majority of our reality television is skill based or is optimistic or shining a light on people who actually deserve a little bit of like airtime yeah. versus just purely exploitative. Well, it's interesting to me. You came to reality that's later than I feel like, because I, I I remember specifically putting aside real world stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, of like right. when Survivor was Richard Hatch. Richard Hatch that you, season. Yeah, like, um, I <laughs> I went to a school that like a lot of the kids live there. I I did not live there, but like it was a boarding cool. school for most of the kids. And there was a teacher that Survivor feel, felt like such a serious thing that kids were allowed to get out of study hall <laughs> really? on Survivor night and watch in his apartment. No kidding. He, like lived in the dorm wow. in his apartment. And what? It was like no Survivor is like. Cultural. The Olympics or in right. the playoffs. Like, this is. Yeah. And America stops. Like, yeah. America stops. Right. Yeah. Like, it got covered on the morning news. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, last night Richard Hatch did whatever. Right. It, it felt like kind of like a. Elegant is not the right word, but like approaching elegant, something yeah. highfalutin a little bit. Yeah, yeah like a like a esteemed, you know, yeah. like oh, this is a skill. This is you know, yeah. right? It's like the way people talk about Amazing Race, being like, no, it's actually like it's, it's, a, it's a, really yeah. takes vigor. Yeah, it was a game that was a game show to me. Like that was a like a long like a long stretched out game show to me, and it was also so new. The whole format was so new that I was still trying to process what these shows were. Yes, yes. but that one was skill based. I guess. I guess. I mean, I it felt like very quickly it went from just. Like the first couple seasons, like only a few people on the island or wherever knew that it was skill based, right? Yeah. With a fun like mech. But then suddenly, I, when I've tuned in in later years and I ha have never really watched it, everyone is coming just with like, like complicated strategy, yeah. right? Yeah. Super ripped and evil, yes. and just are like there to like I'm here to turn the short people against the women. Like, <laughs> yeah, they have, like, like crazy you premeditated this. Yeah. It is funny that like reality TV is on like 2.0 now. Like my wife Maggie and I watch a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race, fabulous show, and it's funny now because it's been on for 12 years. So it's like the contestants on the show now grew up right, only yes. watching right. RuPaul's Drag Race. And it's to your point, it's like Survivor 2.0. It's like we watch Survivor. Yeah. Like we're not new to – it's not novel anymore. Like yeah. we know the rules of the game and we're going to manipulate it. We talk it. like that in the confessionals. I think yeah. people were so charmed by MasterChef Junior not yeah. just because it was kids but yeah. because the kids didn't speak – like reality show speak exactly. right yeah like right. they didn't know how to like give the pat soundbite about I'm not here like, to make friends totally yeah, yeah. It, feels, <laughs> it feels like kind of concurrent with the internet where it was like mm. when the internet was started popping and like you could be a media you could be media savvy on the internet yeah. it required a lot of luck like for us harvard sailing team was putting out videos yeah and just because of the time and place and to a certain extent the content right and it I would say the quality. Yeah, the quality yeah. Right. Thank you. <laughs> it, it, it popped. And like, it yeah. was like, but we didn't have any sort of like set of expectations how to do right. it or anything like that. Right. But now as time passed, like, and again, like I'm definitely like 10 years too old to be having this conversation, but YouTubers <laughs> now know what the successful strategies are. Yeah. Truly. You know, and they know what lanes currently exist. Yes. And that kind of feels the same as the survivors and the reality shows of the world. Definitely. It's like, oh, I've seen them fail doing this yes. and them fail doing this. So my totally organic way into this experience yes. is totally manufactured. Yes. Yeah. Right yes. in the game. yeah. Are there reality shows, Max, that you watch for pleasure without judgment, just sincerely and truly that you enjoy? Now. now yeah. Nowadays. Like, are there... <laughs> I... So... Post, after Top Chef recaps, yeah. I kind of like... Press pause. I press pause <laughs> on, like, I, I haven't watched Top Chef. Really? Yeah. Since. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of tried to. I yeah. dipped in, but like, so I, I think I recapped seven, eight seasons of Top That's Chef. a lot. 
And for most of those years, it was on Wednesday night, which was also the night that I hosted that um, uh, this weekly stand-up show yes. in right. Brooklyn with yes. uh, my friends Gabe and Jenny that yes. you had mentioned. And so because – and I had a day job. So I would basically <laughs> – that – 24 hours would be like I would have 400 Miller High Life yes. and like sweat and do a comedy show come home <laughs> watch bleary eyed watch Top Chef and then be Snarky at my desk and, at the MoMA at my day job yeah. trying to do work while also writing like 4,000 words yes. and making Jeez, Max, while yes, my editor's Max. like hey do you think we can get this by 2pm and I'm just like I'm drunk I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. just physically so yeah. uncomfortable yeah. we were the same people so I want to hear the end of that we were caterers basically at oh MoMA yes. and we would have to write those same articles for other people Oh in god. the toilet stalls. Oh same. my god! We didn't on even phone or yes, oh, on our blackberries. Like oh it was my so, god! So we totally we relate. relate. Totally relate. But, right down to the MoMA. But to the point where when it's over, it's like, I just can't think about Top Chef. Yeah. yeah. Really. You just like straight up. It was like one of those nights where you just like have too much of one alcohol and I just uh, can't really drink And while I was anymore. writing the recaps, I never felt like, oh, this show's bad or getting boring. Yeah. I always like was interested. fell in love with people, loved yeah. the hosts, yeah. you know, like an unlimited rope to Tom and Padma and, yeah. and Gail. I just right. thought it was so cool. I just yes. like never could be like... Oh, time to watch Top Chef. <laughs> yeah. Happy way. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So the only one I now watch, um, like, I, I don't know if I'd ever hit play on my own. Yeah. Is, um, well, I mean, Great British Bake Off. Great. Like, joy. Soothing. We put a TV in the bedroom specifically because we enjoy one act of that show. Like, yeah. Bed. The yeah. antidote. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Just For real. takes the edge off right before Everyone sleep. Yeah. I am so... with... You, yeah. man. <laughs> so good. Yes. It's like a mug of tea. It's yeah, great. exactly. I like Vanderpump. Vanderpump rules. I know, and it's like a weird, like, I know I nothing about The Bachelor, about I hate all, I can't, I just can't watch him. I yes. Vanderpump, I like, love them. Literally, literally what is it? Teach uh, us about Vanderpump. Yeah, I have no though. idea about anything. Is it the Vanderpump rules? Is that the full name, or now is it just Vanderpump? No, it's Vanderpump rules. Okay. okay. the full name of it. Um, so, uh, um, Vanderpump, and I can't believe <laughs> I'm forgetting her first name. Lisa Vanderpump is a one of the main characters on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Got it. Okay. Never watched that show, but she's like a restaurateur. Husband's rich. They're both rich. Real yep. estate, all this stuff. Yeah. She uh, has uh, a restaurant and bar in West Hollywood Great. called Sir. Okay. Um, which stands for oh boy, sexy Sam. and unique restaurant. Stop it. Sexy and unique <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> restaurant. The R signs say Sir Restaurant, so it's sexy and unique restaurant. Restaurant. ATM machine. Exactly. Um, <laughs> The same for Sir La Tab. I believe Sir La Tab, it's the same acronym at the Sexy beginning. Unique Sexy restaurant. and unique look. restaurant La Tab. Yeah. <laughs> and the table. Um, and so she, like, you know, the show started as basically just kind of a reality show following the, you know, young, sexy, up-and-comer wannabe, like, bartenders, hostesses, waitresses, the staff yeah. of Sir. Oh. That, yeah. like, all party together, hooked up together, yes. wow. glamorous, are in L.A. to, like, make it. They're singers, they're actors. One's a sketch comedian. Great. Um, but it always, like, the first couple seasons to me felt like, well, they're, they're all playing up the drama because they're trying to get other jobs, of course. Yes. You know, like yeah, they, they are, they do want to be actors. Yeah. Reattle, He's a singer, yeah. yes. totally the hustle. Yeah. But Vanderpump, become, Vanderpump has become so big that they like have the, leaned the into goal. the game of it. <laughs> of where course, it's like this is this is my. There's nothing bigger life. than where I'm yeah. currently at right now yes. for what I do. Yes, and so they have wild fights, but it's a little winky, and yeah. you like do get that like. <laughs> You guys, like, do hang out even though you, like, are hating each other for an arc yes. or, like, whatever. For yes. sure. Um, and it's – and now, like, they just opened a new bar and restaurant wow. that, like, what the last season was about two of the characters who were both named Tom right. going into business with Lisa to <laughs> open a place story. called Tom Tom. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> now open. You can go to it in West Hollywood. Great, and yeah. People do, and it's like you go to these places, and they're like, like from TV. Yeah, yeah. That's it's what, like, oh, like, yeah. Uh, my my girlfriend has had multiple like out of town guests come in yes. to town, right. and like what they want to do in of a course. jokey way, but in a. But in but a totally sincere yeah, yeah, in a way right. where they take their credit cards out <laughs> and they pay the bill. Like, <laughs> they go and it's like, oh my god, Ariana's working tonight. Yeah. It's like, this is so crazy. And they like take photos and like... So like, how do you fall into Vanderpump? How do you specifically... You max? Yeah. yeah, what is your first experience? What is your entry point into Vanderpump? If you're not watching all of the Housewives... I know, I know. It was... Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I will credit my girlfriend, Leah Beckman, for like, go. she got sucked into that Thanks, one, Leah. never having any Real Housewives yep. uh, experience. And <laughs> at first I was like, oh my god, I can't... It's Monday. Like, you have to watch Vanderpump or whatever. Yes. Right. And then I kept like Bachelor like uh, pushes me from the room. Like even if I'm trying mm-hmm. to be a good sport, be like everyone's talking about the finale. It repels you. Yeah, it I actively re- can't the I'm way with they you. talk and interact. Magnets. I'm Opposite with end you. magnets. I've been there. There are certain <laughs> things that it's just like nope, no, beep, hard no. Beep, yeah. Yeah. It just reverses. Pos- uh, similarly charged magnets because I see myself. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's just <laughs> similar energy. You are Ricky Martin now. Yeah, that's right. So I like just was n- I couldn't stay in the room for that one. But something yeah. about Vanderpump, I kept like hooked you. Being like, oh, this show, and then I would be standing in the doorway to the living room for like <laughs> the whole episode, yeah. being like, like Max, you could just sit down and watch. He's gonna, yeah, yeah. he's gonna get back with he's not getting back with <laughs> right. Brittany, right? What's the <laughs> first opinion forms? Yeah. That's all it takes. Yeah. And now I'm like, she's like, oh, is it like, are you, do you have work to do? Or I'm gonna like watch bad TV. And I'm like, that's my work. Pump? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's Vanderpump Pump Night. Yeah, yeah. I'll do yeah. dishes. You, it's <laughs> fine. You, you, you do that. Keep yeah. it out. Keep it out. Keep it out. Keep it out. <laughs> as a huge Vanderpump <laughs> fan, as okay. arguably the biggest Vanderpump fan in Los Angeles. Sure. There's a question. Do they have a theme song? Is there a song that. It's something like I don't know if it so has Max words. just had a stroke in the studio. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna have to go to an ice break to check <laughs> on him. <laughs> and it's like got that slow motion where they're all like oh, turning yeah. to camera that at is like two hundred frames per second. The spoof of a reality show intro. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. Let's find it. I'm going to search my hardest in the act break to find that song. We'll play it, and we will come back with more Max Silvestri after this. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. 
Welcome back to No Joke. This is Act 3. That was the theme song to Vanderpump Rules. We are talking with Max Silvestri, whose stand-up special, The Comedy Lineup, check it out on Netflix, ASAP. That's right. Yes. There are times in the show where we make a promise, where we will say, uh, we're going to play the Vanderpump Rules theme song. Yes. But we don't know if that actually exists, if there's a quality what version. What if I've been lying? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so we've been in situations like that where I go back to the uh, edit room and I have to put this thing together. And I'm like, turns out that song doesn't exist at all. That's or right. there's no access to that song. What do we do? We play the song Banana Phone. As a sort okay. of a permanent, ring, kind of a ring, permanent ring, 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 sure. ring, ring, Banana Phone. So <laughs> in the event, listeners, that we didn't find the Vanderpump song. That's right. That was also... Banana, banana phone. phone. So that's a win-win what for you is listeners. This world that you're not finding the banana <laughs> no, phone. It's a wildly. It's like season seven. I'm sure you're right. I mean, it's. I'm it's sure you're iconic. right. Yeah, it's iconic. Right. We've done song. We've done episodes that uh, go back and study like Christmas carols from the 1700s. Sure. Uh, yeah. So and we don't after know. we record the episode, we say, "Holy shit! Maybe those th- songs might not be on YouTube." Right. Yes. yes. Right. So yes. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to cover our ass. And that's put right. A preemptive band-aid on it. That might have been banana phone. Banana. Not phone. sure. The theme song to Vanderpump Rules might be the song banana. I'd watch. Perfect, yeah. perfect symmetry. I'd watch. It's the yes. third act of the No Joke Podcast. Once again, we have Max Silvestri in the studio. We yes. are talking about reality shows. This is something that I was genuinely wondering this morning. I wonder if the future – do you feel like we've hit a a peak or a, are we cresting over the saturation of reality TV? Because I do kind of feel like – I don't know. In my mind, I was like – I feel like Insta, like the Instagram story-ness and just sort of like the live streaming – is that like bumping – is that supplanting the need for reality television? Do you I think? Do. <laughs> think so yeah i mean i agree i i do think the ideas are merging and yeah I think they had the idea a long time ago and it's kind of fallen off the like essential people like us pop culture yeah. but i think the idea of a big brother yeah. show uh where you are tuning in on your phone to live feeds and you're watching all the time right is it will like Big Brother had one of like it was one of the biggest highest rated shows of this year. Still, so, wow, yeah, still, right. um, damn, like it continues uh, yeah. to rise. And, Jeez, like, the celebrity one, even though like we're not all talking about it or watching it's it, popular. Is, it's wow. popular. It's and people really like the like full access. And it's like for me, if you think of the like reality television, maybe it's reached its like max. But yeah. I think like more to the point, like television in general, yeah. is like starting. I feel like all web content, any sort of like like a twelve minute web content, like prepaid, you know, yes. slightly more like five dollars a month you get this it's all to me unscripted yes. like you're yeah. finding fewer and fewer narrative stuff anywhere yeah. on the landscape yeah. television or web or whatever yes. i just feel like the entire media landscape is just finding more creative uses of talent first yes you know this like yeah. personality and then we will just try and build a world around them as opposed to we have a script we have a concept it's a 12 season. yeah, 12, yeah. you know what i mean so, yeah i also think that reality is like you know, what the, the knock it had against it, you could say, is that, like, when people were like, oh, reality is the death of yeah. culture or art or whatever, is like, oh, well, it's it's so disposable, it's so heartless, there's not thought behind yeah, it. Right. It's like, it's a, it's a guilty pleasure. And I think shows like the new Queer Eye and, yep. like, things like that that are like, no, we've actually, this has a format. It's elevated. It's, yeah. it's grown up. It's grown yeah, up. And, like, right. we have as much, perhaps, to say about... I mean, maybe this is a stretch, but Please. like, there's much to say about the human condition as like a drama yeah, about sure. a bad man. Or yeah, whatever, sure. Like, <laughs> which right. is most dramas. Yeah, and I feel oh, like yeah. as people are going to come around and being like, "Why do I want to see another show about like a cheating husband who's a little charismatic?" When like, yeah, I'm right. like learning about people and feeling better about myself. It's true, it's a great world, point. Watching you know? people actively engage positively. Yes, yes. especially like, in the world, the climate we live in. Yeah, right correct. Like that's that's what I want to escape to. I don't want to like laugh at different people yes. or like feel like. 
like bad behavior should be rewarded. And right. even the news, <laughs> even the news now feels like its own branch of like reality television. Yeah. Yeah. They just presu- they will make up their own storylines and then react to them to see if there's any merit behind the things that they've created on the news. Yes. You know, so it all becomes this messy thing. So yes, it's like I can give it to you, but what you're gonna do with it? Exactly. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like I'll give you the form of reality television, but it's not inherently bad. Take what, you what do you do yeah. to make it good? It is yeah. almost like we've circled back to your boarding school days where it is like an esteemed thing in a way. It's oh like it's yeah. almost been now elevated to higher. I mean, the new queer eye and like shows like that are fabulously produced and like really heartfelt and like yeah. emotionally nuanced. Yeah. And yeah. I, and those guys are like I, I met those guys briefly for yeah. a work thing. Yeah. And like I was with some other writers that like, you know, meet other fancy people yes. like with some regularity in yeah. their work. And like I've truly never been as my breath taken really? away yeah. starstruck yeah. than I was talking to those five They're as gentlemen. genuinely as yeah, wonderful as they seem. Even more engaging because in person you're just like, right. oh my I mean, God, the eye contact. They all hug. They all insist on <laughs> right. hugging. It's like, come here, we hug. And then right. asking about you in a way that I was like, listen, uh, I was like, this is so nice, but like, I'm not going to waste my two minutes with you telling you about where I grew up. That's, like, what, Marie, me you. that's what Marina and I were saying. It's like one of the low key best qualities of that show is how good they are at listening. Mm-hmm. Their job is literally to listen from the second they get into the room. Yes. You know, and that is such a lost quality on oh, people. Yes. Absolutely. Just like actually listening listening and not being about you for this moment. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about these shows that now exist. Yes. This is something that I've truly been working on. I've worked on plenty of scripted shows. I've wor- worked on Top Gear. I w- wrote on a game show recently, Guy Branham's Game Show. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. Great. These are all like fun game shows. Yes. Pseudo, they're not narrative shows, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it put me in a headspace where it's like, I'd like to think more about competitive reality television shows, mm-hmm. skill-based competitive yeah. reality television shows. Mm-hmm. I think that for me, I like game shows. Mm-hmm. I like these unscripted shows. Mm-hmm. But how do you crack the nut? Is mm-hmm. there a formula that, you know, certain that shows... the show? How do you crack the nut? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nut cracking 20 show. 20 episodes, yeah, yeah. really simple. <laughs> but if, if there is, I mean, you've, like, worked in it a little bit more than I have, and you also, like, critiqued it or studied the form a little yeah. bit more to a certain extent. I'm curious if there are any sort of, like, tent poles that you've realized actually are necessary or help in creating a successful competitive reality show? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a tough question. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I'm literally trying to learn this for my own good. It's yeah. interesting. I liked, I don't know if it's my own taste or like the type of shows that I started to like more, but like one of the things I always enjoyed so much about Top Chef that is not true in all, you know, game or competition mm-hmm. shows is that um, – uh, competency mm. was uh, exciting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't just rewarded, but it was, like, thrilling to watch. Mm. Yeah. And some shows um, and some audiences lean more towards, like, oh, the the the, the, the spill out. We want to watch you do it bad. Screw up. They've I mean, got to yeah. screw it up here. Yeah. Right? People love, uh, nailed it with Nicole Byer. Nicole Byer, show, yes, exactly. Which I found very charming. Yes. I watch a ton of it, but I'm like, okay, that's obviously, like, people are leaning into the, like, right. how bad funny they... cake disaster Amateur, stuff. yeah. But, like, I really always found that, like... I'm with you. Like, like watching a... Re- it was like watching a real drama, seeing these people that are at their top of Truly. their field. Yes. They used to say that about narrative television. Make your protagonist... People love to watch the protagonist be good at their job. Yes. Yeah. It's a very simple Classic quality. Classic network note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Make them good at their yeah. job. But it's like, that's universal. Yes. And I think they keep finding... I think, like, Top Chef has always struggled with the... Uh, decreasing mm. talent pool. Like, mm, there's only sure. so many amazing telegenic chefs, chefs yes. and there's 60 shows for them to yes, spread across. Right. So it's like hard to find these James Beard-nominated yes, like, right. sous chef at, you know, Michelin yes. Star. Um, 
I like them. I like that they keep finding new jobs to make shows like that, like Forged in Fire. Right. Which yeah. is like right. We're the top so, chef of we're swords. swords. <laughs> I like know. That niche. That. But, but you're right. That is that's <laughs> very good note. It's like watch people operate at the height of their skill set, expertise, is and exciting. then try and find a skill set that is universal enough that people can watch and enjoy. We all like food. Yeah. Yes. We all relate to food. Let's watch the best people do good at food. Yes. And like what makes for. I mean, I guess Top Chef helped make it so it was interesting to watch cooking and watch yeah, food be right. tasted. Yes. Um, that show also is prides itself on being the only show where the um, the eating is done live and hot. All other shows, mm, huh. pre- prep plates and stuff like that. Not that they're adjusting some prep plates, but it's more that there's always like a stop down. Interesting. They're, they always kind of have to fudge the fact. But that, Top like, Chef, it's real time. It's real time. That's they're eating it right there. That is cool. And it's like get get it on the camera or don't. That's like, amazing. As like Tom and Pat, and they're all like, we are going to eat this food as soon as it's here. Right. We're not going to be like, oh shoot, they're holding because we've yes. got to finish. People gotta... who don't work in television production don't know how how big a deal that it's actually yes. is. Yes. Yes. Having worked on other competition shows. That there's don't no that. way they could have done. Gotta yes. get it on camera. Yes. We, if you don't, so be it in Top Chef. Yes. That is really That's cool. cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because to me, it's like I know who I am in the entertainment landscape currently. I am a comedy writer who has a couple of credits, has like some personality, and some people have a uh, like. People know that I like sports. People know mm-hmm. that I like these couple of things. Mm-hmm. But to me, I get I, whenever I get a creative wall, I hit the creative wall. I'm like, well, Tom Calicchio <laughs> is known for food to such a degree. He has books. He has restaurants. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's like you need to have that piece. In order to get your show, like, even thought of. You know what I mean? It's like an established reputation as of this. Yeah. I'm a sword maker. So at, here's my show about exactly. swords. Exactly. Yeah. At, at my weakest creative <clears throat> moments when I'm yeah. by myself, I'm like, you know, it's a good idea and it's good in theory. But, like, I'm not an – I don't know about motorcycles that right. well. Am I, I the guy to sell exactly. the show about motorcycles? Yeah. Right? And yeah. so it, that is, like, another thing. And, again, like, this is something I'm taking seriously. But the people I, that came up at Top Chef – we're not Tom Kalikio. And that's they my question. Out and they found, you know, find the motorcycle. Good, and, yeah. and, and that's my question to you. It was, they said, like, let's find the right piece now to bring into this concept. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I was the guy they should have gotten for my shows. Because ultimately, I was like you, where I was a food enthusiast uh, with yes. a point of view, but a multitude. Like, yes. Right. What I did when the cameras were off were not like, well, time to get back to selling <laughs> the fish fillets, because that's how I make my living. And like, right. like the food personality yeah. that really... You know, I, I remember reading an interview with Bobby Flay where he was talking about for all the shows and the producing and everything he had on the air. He's like, ultimately, those are all still about getting people in the restaurant. It's still night. about selling right. the selling the fish each night. Um, right. I don't know why I've gone twice with a fish <laughs> metaphor, but just the idea of like they have yeah. a central. They're yeah. like, I've been. I started. I did that when I was nineteen, and yes. I'll be doing that when I'm eighty, and everything else is mm-hmm. like. If it all funnels into this thing, yeah. right? Yes. If it all funnels into this thing, then it makes sense. But the yes. people that come to them with these ideas, like yes. you, know you how to... to be that person. You have to know both. You have to say, like, I know audiences, I know yes. creative, right. I know the, you know, this. Yeah. But you, you like, we need your voice. Yes. Right. You know? Yeah. Did you watch Last Comic Standing and the stand-up comedy reality competition shows as a stand-up comedian? Did you? I, well, were you I invested in those? Yeah. I watched. I think the second season, yeah. which was I missed the first season, the Dat Fan one, but the second mm. season was like Todd Glass was on it. Oh wow. Bonnie McFarlane. There yeah. was like some interesting people cool. and established. I'm yeah. odd at that point, right? I mean, for me, like I knew who right. they both were, and like it was early enough. I think uh, Todd kind of like gamed it a little <laughs> bit. Like he, in a way that now everyone on reality mm. shows understands. I think mm-hmm. that he was like doing something. 
he was like having fun with like whatever this that's rules cool. were was yes. of living in a house and this. Yes. Um, Did they all live in it? Was that part of it? I didn't watch it. But they all like lived later in Later it was not, but that oh, wow. season they wow. lived in a house. Not that there was like a ton of house drama. That's or the thing. Yeah, they like, rarely ever use the house. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's yeah. the production house. Yeah. And they yeah. just have like a top floor. Why are you the... making us sleep in this super <laughs> well lit We're all nice and well adjusted to each other. It's yeah. you, There's nothing for We've you We've known here. each other for years. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, right, this isn't like, I can't believe I'm on the same roof as my old friends. Yeah. That's funny. I had the same experience, except I knew Amy Schumer before she was Amy Schumer because she went to my high school. So that when she she was just a funny girl in our high school. So that when she was on the show, I was like, oh, wow, Schumer's like going to give this a shot. I knew she'd be doing some comedy clubs in New York. And then I was like, oh, wow, Schumer's like doing pretty well. And then I was like, oh, wow, Schumer's about to win this shit. Oh, wow, Schumer is getting like $8 million book deals right now. Yeah. Yeah. So more power to that. More power. I don't know. I don't know. I I was tracking her much more than the show. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? What you cared about was. No disrespect. Yes. Um, Do you have any reality show ideas that you would want to make, Max? (laughs) Yes. Now's the time. Now's the time. Now's the time for people to steal your ideas. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I have definitely. uh, (laughs) um, If I say it, no one can steal it. Mm -hmm. That's how it works. That's how it works. That's, that's the law. Or you could not say it and feel even more protected in your idea. Yeah. You know what? You're going to go with choice. Close to the best. I want to come back to the world as uh, a jaded. <laughs> that's even. A jaded, like, like outside. Like, I've left. Yes. yes. And I'm coming back, and it's a little bit like, whoa, I never thought he'd be back. Max, yeah. you turn to reality. You know, TV Max is coming back yeah. to reality. Show's a little tat. <laughs> your shirt's a little tattered. Yeah, Max yeah. Is coming <laughs> smoke behind you. Yeah. I'm living rough. Like, yeah. Uh, under a bridge or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, that's what he did at Radio City for a week. I know, but he's still <laughs> living under right. a bridge for some reason. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a perfect segue for us to wrap up this episode. Great. You will come back some other time. Maybe yeah. a little bit more tattered with a reality show under your belt that you've now sold and produced. Exactly. Until then, can you promote your. Uh, now, not lo- no longer upcoming Netflix special. Yeah, it is now existing. Out. One more time. You can go onto uh, Netflix on your uh, whatever device, <laughs> website, etc. Uh, it's called The Comedy Lineup. I'm on part two. That's My right. My name's Max Silvestri, and that's what the name of the episode You're is. also writing on Big Mouth, which is a hysterical show on Netflix, and season two comes out October. Yes, it does. All right. That's right. And uh, social media handles mm-hmm. for the kids uh, at Max home? Max Silvestri, S-I-L-V-E-S-T-R-I. Simple. A room full of guys whose names are their handles. Yeah. <laughs> we got it first. We got it we got first. It first. We got Congrats. it first. We Congrats, were here. boys. We <laughs> Some self congratulatory social media handle pats on the back. Google's got mail? I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) I have to put a period between my first and last? Still in. Still in. (laughs) Okay, well, that was great. That was the reality television episode of This the No Joke Podcast. For it, I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. And like always, we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. That was a headgum podcast.